What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Movie Boys. This is our second episode, and I'm Tyler. I'm Rowdy. <laughs> and I know you just heard the enthusiasm in Rowdy's voice. Today, we are going to be covering Wonder Woman 1984. And I would rather have my teeth pulled. <laughs> so, I mean... In our last episode, we covered Tenet, and we basically gushed for an hour about how much we loved the movie. I guess the only negative about that movie was just the complexity of the plot. But in this one is going to be kind of a 180. So um, I uh, we'll start the episode off by saying, you know, Spoiler alert, we're going to talk about stuff, so if you haven't watched it... Congratulations. <laughs> um, and, I mean, if you can't already tell by the way that we're talking, uh, to nip it in the bud, it was not very good. And that's coming from me. Like, I know you guys may or may not know me very well, but... I am a sucker for like superhero movies. He loves Transformers, even uh, though yep. three hour long ones that are yep. so I, fucking stupid. L- like the Transformer movies that got horrible critical reviews. I love every single one of those movies because it was just like, you know, 10 year old me watching Transformers just, in my opinion, come to life. Uh, all of the Marvel movies, I don't really have anything bad to say about any of those except like. Thor, Thor Dark World, yeah, yeah. That's like the only one that I think I've seen it once. But, um, and even on the DC side, like all the Batman movies, the uh, Justice League movie, uh, the first Wonder Woman movie. I love the first Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, that one was good. Um, but, yeah, Wonder Woman 1984 did not do a very good job. Come on, man. Don't be um, too harsh. So I guess to kind of dive right in, um, Wonder mm-hmm. Woman 1984 is, as you guessed it, based in 1984. Uh, Diana is working in D.C. at a museum. The Smithsonian, not just a museum. Uh, the She's working at the Smithsonian in D.C. Um Basically, the movie starts off with like a flashback of her as a child competing in some kind of marathon. Yeah, it's a race against other, what are they? Like full-blown Amazonian women. Amazonians. And um, she like... Cheats. Well, she she goofs up because she's like beating all the other women like the entire time. She goofs up, she gets knocked off her horse, and so she... Basically, she takes a shortcut to get back in first place, but she misses a checkpoint. And it's supposed to be some sort of life lesson or whatever, like, oh, you're not allowed to cheat, yada, yada. Um, pointless. Yeah, really, really pointless. We are, we knew, like, it's not an origin story movie. We saw the first movie. They didn't have to go back and say, oh, Diana was taught to be a very righteous person, a very, you know, you know, good person. Like we get it. We understand. The only, it. the only thing I could think of why they put it in there 
is because the prize for the winner was that suit that she wears towards the end. Oh, see, I missed that. Yeah, it's a, well, see, they don't even show it. It's like in the background. Mm, okay. Um, and then it cuts to modern day, 1984 or whatever. Um, Probably the best part of the movie, in my opinion. The mall heist. Oh, yeah, see, and that was me. It was like, yeah, like the... The uh, the exposition, I guess, in the actual year 1984, there's there some small time robbers that are trying to rob a diamond store or something like that, was, a jewelry it, store. It was, well, it was a front for antique, an antique store, because mm. it's holding a bunch of valuables that mm-hmm. that. Uh, oh yeah, because they go into the safe, right? Yeah. And he's like, no, I don't want any of this yeah. worthless stuff. Take me to the good stuff yeah. in the back. Yeah. And, it's got the, the that rock. Yeah, the I guess the the wishing stone. Well, I'm trying to. What's the word? It's basically the plot device of the movie. Yeah. Um. Uh, basically, obviously, Wonder Woman shows up out of nowhere. She does a lot of web slinging. <laughs> like she's Spider Man or something. It, it felt very Sam Raimi Spider Man, definitely. Yeah, and it. Like, I noticed it was one of those things, like it was at the epicenter of the mall, like I'm guessing the skating rink or whatever was down and below or the food court or something. Yeah. And she just kept like slinging back and forth from balcony to balcony. And she would just like repeat herself over and over again. I I don't know. I But it was very, like it was a, it was a, I don't want to say a callback, but it was a, an ode to like the eighties type movies. Like yeah, it was the TV very, show. Yeah. Like it would felt like a very like 1980s type film. And to me, in my opinion, they overdid it. Like eventually it got annoying. Yeah. Cause like, I guarantee you the 1980s didn't even look that much like the 1980s. Whoa. <laughs> I'm, I guarantee it. There's that part with the girl where he, takes uh, that guy takes her hostage and it got really dark because he was threatening to throw her over yeah, the balcony. She was, she was, or, yeah, he was hanging her over the balcony yeah, by and her even, ankles. Even his his uh partners they were like, dude, what the what yeah, the hell they're are like, you no, doing? no, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So um and that like Rowdy said, that's where you get like this um this stone, this artifact that's basically the pivot of the movie. And um, what's it? Um, and then it it cuts to uh, that pretty much the villain of the movie. You can tell who the villain of the movie is, which was um, played by. Uh, I'm brain farting here. Are you talking about uh, the guy or the girl? The guy, the guy, the guy. Uh, that's Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. That's right. Yeah. Don't you ever forget I'm his sorry. name again. That's the fucking Mandalorian dude. <laughs> But uh, Pedro Pascal is playing some Donald oil. Trump. Yeah, That's, he's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump. He's basically being Donald Trump. He's some oil tycoon, con man, millionaire, supposedly millionaire. Well, um, no, that's the thing. He's broke. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like supposedly he's a millionaire. Um, but basically, he's trying to get his hands on the stone, which eventually he does. And well, 
you're jumping ahead a little bit. Well, I mean, I don't want to go through every single scene of the but movie. But you haven't introduced the other villain of the movie. Well, the best mm, villain of the movie. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Kristen Wiig plays yeah. uh, Barbara Minerva, who's also the cheetah. Right. The and ultimate apex predator. The ultimate apex predator. Yeah. And she kicks so much ass in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was sarcasm by the way um but yeah you she apparently gets hired at the museum and it just they they try to they try to make her seem unlikable i guess to her peers but she just seems like a clumsy nerd girl that in real life Nobody would like there's a point where she falls, drops her papers, and then the guy she asks the guy to pick it up or help her pick it up and mm. he looks at her like, Fuck you, dork. Like <laughs> yeah. nobody's a, like that in real life. Right. And like, what a loser. Yeah. You know? But yeah, in in real life that guy would have helped her pick up those papers. I think anybody would have, even yeah. if it was a stranger. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, I see that you, you know, dropped your papers. But yeah, they someone on someone on Twitter made a good point about how like sometimes whenever they do like the character descriptions and like the scripts and stuff like that, thus what did they say? They said uh, she has unconventional beauty, Whoa. and then the the wardrobe's just like okay, she has glasses. <laughs> well, that's the that's the trope. Like, what was that movie? Uh, oh fuck. It had Freddie Prince Jr. where he makes a bet with his friends that he could turn the the ugly chick in school. She's all that. Yeah, oh, okay. and all they do is just take down the ponytail and take off the glasses. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, that's just like in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Like, she was all like this sexy reporter, and then she's like, well, I'm really a nerd. She puts her glasses on and puts her hair in a ponytail. Like that doesn't inherently make you not attractive. Movies are dumb sometimes. Yeah. Some more than others. But anyway, so she's she's some sort of uh an antagonist, but she's not like the main antagonist. But anyway, that's pretty much the plot is Pedro Pascal is basically this has been millionaire and he gets a hold of this stone and he this stone grants people's wishes and you the catch is you have to be holding the stone and then the stone whatever takes you something. wish for yeah it takes something from you yeah it takes oh no it takes your most prized possession from you that's that was one of the things see i'm not even sure if that's like stated well and i'm pretty sure it is just because um that's what diana reads on it and it's uh oh yeah because it was written in latin or well whatever, no no it was or the, Greek, the gods the god's language of the gods or, yeah. yeah the language of the gods or whatever and so um anyway pedro pascal gets a hold of it and he's his wish is he wishes to become the stone and Which I'm, is that fucking, yeah. oh, you have three wishes. I wish for a million wishes. Right. And so basically from, oh, and the thing that it took from him was his health. 
Because yeah. I guess that's what he prized the most because he did have like a strict like vitamin regimen or whatever. Yeah. And so, and then he literally just goes about just getting people to like make contact with him. And then he's like, well, don't you, don't you wish I was the richest man in the world? They're like, yeah, I wish you were the richest man in the world. And he's yeah. like, oh, I'm the richest man in the world now. And just like ridiculously <laughs> like ridiculously stupid things happen like he he wishes or he has one of his workers wish that what she had help or something like that yeah and, and then always like, like well don't you wish i had this meeting with this oil ty- this oil tycoon in the middle east she's like oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's like yeah i wish that and then all of a sudden he's on a flight to see this guy and it's just it escalates from there. And Diana, when she has a stone, yeah, she makes probably the dumbest and most infuriating thing in this movie happen with her wish, right? And that's bringing Chris Pine's character back, who's what, uh, Steve, Steve Trevor's. Yeah, Steve Trevor's. Yeah. And that, oh my God, when I think about it, I'm getting mad right now thinking about <laughs> it again. Because she wishes, I'm not, I'm not even, I can't remember exactly her wording, but it was, it was enough to get Steve Trevor's back and he doesn't come back in his body. Yeah. He possesses some random dude. Right. That has his own life and his own things going on. But, you know, he just gets Chris Pine's soul thrown into his body. Yeah, and then the worst decision, well, the second, one of the two worst decisions ever was we, who are the audience behind the fourth wall, can see him as Chris Pine. Yeah. But nobody else in the world can see him as Chris Pine. It was some actor from a bunch of um, Cinemark uh, yeah, movies, right? No, uh, not Cinemark, uh, Hallmark. Hallmark, that's yeah, right. Yeah, they were like Hallmark Christmas movies, which ties <laughs> into the ending scene of this movie, right. but we'll get to that. And, and so, like, my whole thing is it's literally a, some magic stone that can make, apparently, the wildest wish come true why on earth did they have to say oh it's chris pine's soul in somebody's body why couldn't they just say okay here's chris pine and have him have a scene where he comes out of the water right just slow motion stereotypical things that they do that they probably that probably peaked in the 80s like with baywatch and everything but anyway that was that was one of the most stupid decisions ever um and then not only that, like there were like idiotic, like little like ploys, I guess, that they would hint at that he's been dead since the First World War. And the worst one of them all was when they were in the, the jet. Oh, the fireworks. And he's like, what are those? Even though fireworks have existed since like 600 like BC or something yeah. like that. And we've been cel- uh, in American history, we started celebrating with fireworks during the revolution. So I guarantee you an American living in America He's seen after the revolution, yeah. they had seen fireworks at least once in their life. Yeah. So they just, they went out of their way to make it seem like he was just 
out of touch because he was from the early 1900s. <sighs> um, but anyway, like it, it just devolves into Pedro Pascal becoming power hungry and just making ridiculous wish after ridiculous wish. Donald Trump. And getting his way and seizing all of this power and at the same time just casts the world into just total chaos. And I, I'd, let's put it this way, I think it was a little, it's just a little far-fetched of how quickly it devolved. Yeah. But I just, long story short, it's just, it's not good. And like I said in the beginning, this is coming from a person that absolutely loves superhero movies. Uh, and I mean, like, visually looked great. Visual effects, in my opinion, looked great. Nothing like stood well, out to me. Well, uh, what's her fucking name? I fucking Cheetah. Mm-hmm. When she turns into the cheetah, looked a little weird. Oh yeah, and that was something else that was so stupid. Like, because unless I was mistaken, she already got her wish because she was holding the stone. She's like, I wish I was like Diana. Yeah. And like her vision got better. She didn't have to wear a ponytail anymore. And she initially teams up with Diana and Chris Pine, uh, Steve Trevor, to to I guess find out what's going on with the stone. And right. Then, and then she realizes that they want to reverse the wishes. So right. she's like, no, I want to fucking be cool forever. Mm-hmm. So she turns against them and they get in a big fight in the White House, which I thought was okay. Yeah. Now, just It's just one thing that I've noticed like in general with Wonder Woman fights, I guess. They, they give her super speed. But they do it weird. They well, do her super speed weird. They shoot it in slow motion. Right. But it has that thing where it speeds up. Like it's got those snaps of speed to right. it. Right. It's called a speed ramp. They yeah. do these speed ramps. It's just, it's really weird. And then, I don't know. It's just. <sighs> let's, let's, let's get to the cast. <laughs> Or the crew, I guess. So it was directed by Patty Jenkins, which she directed the first Wonder Woman. And Monster, which uh, was an amazing movie. Right. And two, then, two completely different movies, by the way, going from a dark, true story about a woman that murdered men mm-hmm. to Wonder Woman. And she's done several TV shows. Um, the cinematography was done by uh, DP Matthew Jensen, which he... Uh, he did the first Wonder Woman. Uh, he's done several episodes of The Mandalorian, which we have nothing but good things to say about. I don't know. I think it's a little overrated. You shut your mouth. That was sarcasm again. Um, Filth Chronicle. He did some episodes of Game of Thrones. So this guy has a pretty impressive resume, which, like I said, as far as cinematography goes, it was good. They did a really good job of making it seem like really 80s. Yeah. Which, I mean, that mostly comes down to color grading, but they did a really good job of like, oh my God, are they going to do this the entire movie? But no, it settled into like a typical, like modern feeling movie. Uh, the writers, it was written by P- 
Patty Jenkins, the director, uh, Jeff Johns, and Dave Callahan. Uh, the music, which <laughs> the music was done by Hans Zimmer in his most uninspired work and ever. Yes, that is exactly what I was gonna say. Like, if you listen to our last episode, we were talking about Tenet and how much we loved the score. And the whole time, I thought it was Hans Zimmer. And in this one, I was like, I just, I literally didn't even bother looking up who did the score until, you know, we were ready to do the podcast. And yeah, it's Hans Zimmer. And it's. He's getting old, man. He's just getting checks. No, that's what I was about to say. He is just, oh, oh, you're going to pay me? Okay, I'll do it. I guarantee you that's what it was. He just has some throwaway shit. Mm-hmm. And then he just played. I, I don't even know if they did her like signature guitar thing. That. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that that's that gets really me good. Going. Yeah. But. Um, Maybe they did it in synth or something. Well, and now that I think about it, I'd have to look. Did he do the score for the first one? I think so. I know he did it for. Uh, Batman versus Superman, right. which is where that first came. Okay, so then I guess they wouldn't have like any type of originality conflicts or anything like that. Yeah. So I don't know. But I mean, yeah, it was un like unnoticeable, I guess. Not it wasn't it nothing stood out. It was just a, a typical score, I guess. Nothing to write home about. Um if you want to get into how it was received, um, and it's it's weird because like all over Twitter, like I literally there were just people tweeting like I I wish I could get my two hours back. You know, I waste complete waste of time. I know one one critic said that their um, their streak of hating superhero movies is un uh, unchanged and stuff like that. But the meta score was 60 out of 100. Uh, IMDb gave it a 5.6 out of 10. A Rotten Tomatoes is 61%, which is that technically think, certified fresh? I think so. Uh, but that was the critic, and the audience reception was 73%. Well, see, I think the critics were just trying to be safe with it. Well, yeah, I guess that's true because, and that's the whole thing that I can't, that I really couldn't stand about the movie itself is that it just kind of rested on the laurels of, you know, girl power and like, I mean, for, for what it is, a superhero movie, there was like this huge theme of like, oh, violence isn't the answer. Yeah. Because, you know, spoiler alert, the final scene, the I guess the final showdown, like, she fought Barbara, yeah. beat her ass, yeah. and electrocuted her. And she can't go and beat up a mortal. Right. She doesn't want to, because that was the thing. Like, if she got her hands on um, Pedro, Pascal. Pedro Pascal, it would have been over with. Yeah. But... No, she wraps the lasso of truth around him. And literally, I'm not even, I'm not kidding. Literally, she says, you, you, uh, you have to be the hero. Those are literally the words that she says to him. Mm. And then he's just like, oh my God, you're right. And then he just, and 
And that's the whole thing was the worst part about it is in order to undo all the bad things that were happening to you, literally all you had to say was I relinquish my wish. Yeah, I renounce my wish. Yeah, or, I yeah, renounce. I, yeah, I renounce my wish. And then everything goes back the way it was. It's all hunky dory. And I'm just sitting here thinking, like, like I kid you not, it got so bad that like it got to the point where there were literally just nukes flying around. Yeah. I don't remember I don't remember, or I don't know if you remember that video that uh, went popular when we were um, in high school. It was called End of Z World. Mm-hmm. And there's just some dude, like, it was just a comedy sketch and like with like crappy illustration, but it was funny as hell. But it is basically the same thing. They were like, um, what did it say? It's, uh, it was like, uh, this is America, and we've decided those Chinese sons of bitches are going down. <laughs> and so they just launched nukes, and then China's like, oh, launch our nukes. And then Russia's like, oh, motherland. And so there's, like, nukes just flying around everywhere. And that's what, it, that's what like, made me think about was just apparently there's just, like, all these nukes started flying around because – the president wished that he could annihilate the Ru- the Russians or well, something. Well, he wanted the biggest arsenal yeah, or something like right. that. Right, and so they just started popping up everywhere, and, Russia, and Russia saw that. Yeah, Russia got nervous, so they launched their nukes. And then, and then, yeah, there's literally just nukes flying around. But then they were like, I renounce my wish, and the, the nukes just vaporized into the yeah. air. And uh, just, oh, my, like... In my opinion, just a lot of cringe. I mean, a lot of cringe. I feel like, uh, was this affected by COVID at all? Were they done filming? I'm willing to bet money they were done. Because if they released it at the end of 2020, because it was, it came out, no, it came out. It came out like a month ago. Yeah, December, right? Yeah. Yeah, so December of 2020. It came out on Christmas. That's right. Yeah, it came out on Christmas. So, no, I guarantee you they were in, they were in post before the pandemic happened. Because it just feels rushed, like the ending. I just, uh, I mean, uh, some of the. Uh, the points which we already kind of touched on was, you know, the very negative reception that it had. Like I said, I heard, I had, I heard no good things about this film before I watched it, and I've yet to hear anybody say they like. I it. watched it twice, and I hated it equal both times. And um, we already touched on Chris Pine's stupid revival, um, the cheetah interpretation, like it's just it's it's weird that like she just uh, i wish to be an apex predator yeah and so she just gets turned into a cheetah she she looked like uh they had some leftovers from cats (laughs) that's exactly what it looked like maybe that's what it was like maybe uh kristen wig wanted to be in cats and they're like well can you sing Oh, no, I can't sing. So she's like, I want to be in Cats. Which, by the way, Kristen Wiig, I don't think she did a bad job in this. No, no, not at all. Like, oh, and that's, I guess that's something else we wanted to talk about is like Gal Gadot, like she's just being herself, it seems like. Yeah. Like she doesn't change her accent. She's like this sweet person, basically. Yeah. They basically just gave her some, some, uh, some combat choreography and they're like, okay, you're Wonder Woman now. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I I have opinions about her that I, mean, I don't think we should get into. Well, I, I mean, 
I think she's a badass. Like uh, in being, real life, yeah, yeah, she's a badass. Yeah, being she, she was in the Israeli military. Yeah, which I don't know if that's mandatory over there or not. I think it's one of those countries where you have to serve. But I think she did like I think the she special. Went, yeah, she went further. Yeah, she didn't just do the bare minimum. But yeah. yeah, from what I can tell, she's she's a badass in real life. But not that great of an actress. Because every right. single movie that I've seen her in, she's well, the same I character. Haven't, I haven't seen her in any of her, um, what's it, the Fast and the Furious movies. Well, I'm not even talking about that. Was she in one, just one or in several? She was in two, I think. Okay. All I know is uh, I, yeah, she was I in, hate Fast and she was Furious. In two. She was in two. I liked the first two movies, and I watched Tokyo Drift because I was young, and it was cool to me. And it was the coolest Ask Eli about it. Shout out Eli. <laughs> but in all honesty, I I still refuse to believe that a bunch of illegal street racers would just turn into like international espionage she was specialists. In three. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. Three Fast and Furious. The last Fast and Furious I watched was Tokyo Drift. You know what? Now that I think about it, I'm looking at Gal Gadot's uh, Gal Gadot. Whatever. I'm looking at her IMDb. Mm-hmm. I've only seen her in one other movie. Which is? The Keeping Up with the Joneses, which was a really good movie. I liked it. I have not seen it. John that. Hamm and uh, Zach Galifianakis. And, I do love me some John Hamm. Uh, it, it, it's a comedy movie, but it's it's like an action comedy. It was a fun movie. Yeah. But she played the exact same character in that movie. <laughs> she was like a secret agent or some shit. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with being typecasted. Like, if that's what you do, that's yeah. what you do. Because um, did she do the Fast and Furious movies before Wonder Woman? Yes, way before. Way in before. like 2011. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Never mind. I've, no, 2009. So she was in four Fast and Furious movies. Oh. What, what was her first one? Uh, her first Fast and Furious movie? Mm-hmm. Fast and Furious. I think that's the one. Where they did the Mexico, like cartel. Oh, where they were running. stealing the gasoline or whatever, the fuel tankers. No, no, no. That's the one where the rock came in. Oh, this is the one where that Letty, was Fast Five. Where Letty died, and then she came back, but she lost her memory. She had amnesia. Yeah, you, dude. <sighs> those movies Fast are and Furious a- episode coming right at no, you. No, God, no. Those movies are a cancer. Okay, we'll have Eli come too. <laughs> but yeah, I've seen her in other movies. Oh, like I said, I was, if you want to talk about the first two, Date Night, I've seen that. That was a good movie. It was fun. She played the same character. <laughs> Triple Nine, I've seen that. She, I think she was a little different. But Triple uh, Nine, what it's was like that? a, it's like a robbery movie. Uh, oh. It had like uh, Anthony Mackie. Okay. Uh, who else? It had Casey Affleck. Uh, Woody Harrelson, Kate dang, Winslet, dang. Aaron Paul. Dang. Norman Reedus. So this is one of those fucking Omar. This is one of those super cast movies. Yeah. It was a it was an okay movie though. I, yeah. But um But besides that, I mean, she's a good in my opinion, she's a good fit for Wonder Woman. Yeah, she's her character that she plays. Right. Basically the real person strong, she is. A strong woman. Right. Who Sometimes makes the wrong decisions. <laughs> yeah. But in the end. Yeah, because that uh, that leads us into, the, I guess, the next thing was, like, what was everyone losing, you know, when they made their wish? Which, with her, it was her powers. Right, because that was, like, her most prized possession. And with, which, 
doesn't really make sense to me was the fact that she renounced her wish and Chris Pine was dead again, right? I'll never forget yeah, you. Yeah, I'll never forget you, old um, Titanic-looking ass. Yeah. And then, and then she proceeds to put on, what was it, Athena's armor? I forget which goddess no, it, it was. No, it was the fucking, uh, at the end of the movie, what's her name? I'm blanking I, on her movie. I the know. original Wonder Woman. Yeah. Why am I blanking on her name? Uh... It was, uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I typed in OG Wonder Woman. <laughs> That's a weed strain. <laughs> uh, Linda Carter. Linda Carter. Yeah. yeah. That was, her, that was her armor from when she was younger. Right. Cause at the end she makes a cameo. Appearance. A cameo. Yeah. As that goddess, whatever yeah. it was, to, and uh, apparently sacrificed herself so the Amazonian women could escape or something like that. Yeah. Uh, she puts on that armor. But she already got her powers back. Yeah, but she could have just kept Chris Pine around. Right. And, and wore, just the, wore armor the armor. Because with that armor, she would still probably be strong enough to beat Cheetah. Exactly. That's what I was saying. It's like, if you really wanted to... But, uh, there again, it was the right thing to do was yeah. to renounce her. You wish. can't. Do, oh, maybe that ties. That's how it ties in. You can't cheat. the The beginning of the movie, you can't cheat or cut corners to get what you want. But like I said, that's still stupid that she wore the armor. They, I think they just did that to address the fact that you know some people were criticizing the Wonder Woman costume for being so revealing, sexy, like. I mean, I will admit it's ridiculous how short that skirt yeah. was. Like, there's no one in their right mind. It's it's like in video games, how like men's armor as it progresses, yeah, it, it gets just gets bulky, bulky and yeah. just gigantic and, and spikes in armor. It gets skimpier and skimpier. Yeah. So like, I I could see why they would see. Want to do I wouldn't that. care if Wonder Woman wore a fucking pantsuit to battle. Well, yeah, that's true. Because I mean, it's Wonder Woman. Right. You don't, you don't care if she's in there. <laughs> Disco Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like when it when it came to Barbara, I have no <clears throat> idea what she was losing. I don't know what the Her stone. Innocence. I guess. she she kicked the shit out of that uh, cat collar. Oh, that was like cat collar. Nothing. That dude was trying to well, rape her. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he deserved to be beat, have his ass beat yeah, like that. Yeah. The second time though. I mean, don't get me wrong. Well, no, never mind. I take because let's put it this way: if if Diana hadn't intervened, that guy would have raped her. Yeah. Like full blown rape. The second time though, where he gets his shit kicked in, it's revenge, definitely. But at the same time, yeah, he deserved I, it. In my opinion, he deserved it. Yeah. But, uh, and then it kind of shows through that she's losing her innocence when the homeless man that she's friends with. Oh, yeah. She basically up. tells him to screw off. She's like, fuck you, you no, <laughs> street rat. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, uh, like with, uh, what's his name? With Pedro Pascal's character, you could tell. Like he lost his health, and that's yeah. what, that's basically what it devolved into him doing was just getting people to wish for shit, and he was just gonna be like, "Okay, I'm taking your health. I'm taking your health." I think that something with that though that ties into him losing his health that 
that's like a really good way of showing how shitty of a person he is because right. we haven't mentioned that he has a son that is trying to spend time with his father oh, this whole yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't lose his son when he makes a wish. <laughs> if it takes what you love most. I didn't even. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good point. I didn't think about that. Like, but it, you would think you would you would think because that's I mean me personally that's most likely what would happen to me if I made a wish my damn kids would disappear. I'm please like, wish. I'm, oh my god. And I'll be like, oh my god, my kids are gone. I renounced my wish. Give yeah. me my kids back. But no, he's like he's making all these wishes and his son's just sitting there. Hey dad, <laughs> it's it's your weekend, and he literally says. Oh, God damn it. How many weekends do I have? And then it shows this kid's silhouette run off. <laughs> run off. But, and literally, I guess he realizes that that's what he loves most is his son. Yeah. And then he flies to some fucking random field and calls for his son. And he, yeah, in the like, middle of Washington, D.C. Like Bigfoot, his son emerges <laughs> from the tree line. Yeah. That was That was so weird. Like... <sighs> It was just the movie was plagued with bad writing, which, I, like I said, I think they were trying to rest on the laurels of like, oh, they don't need that good of a story. There's going to be action. There's going to be, you know, a powerful woman or female figure. Um, because, the, in my opinion, the first Wonder Woman had great story, had great action. I mean, it was a little drawn out, in my opinion, but that's kind of how all origin stories are. I think DC has a problem with writing its villains. Yeah. Because I can't think of a single DC movie, like with the recent DC universe, mm -hmm. where the villain was actually good. That's a good point. Zod came close to it. Right. But they killed him. But And plus, I think that that was more so like me remembering how good Michael Shannon was. Yeah, Michael Shannon part. did amazing in that. Yeah, but other than that, like, I can't think of another good villain like they're also like cartoony and you can't really understand what their motivation is or connect with it at all right and the worst part about all of it is is look what christopher nolan did for yeah. dc he you know literally made a masterpiece gave them the most like realistic and believable villains and characters and then it's just like they saw how successful that was, and they're like, let's do a total 180. Because think about it. Right after that, they came out with freaking Suicide Squad. Yeah. Which, which was hot garbage. That's another movie, a DC movie with a shitty villain. Mm-hmm. Because they, I mean, I think they just, in my opinion, they just gave Jared Leto too much creative control with that. And the way... And I think he was just trying to be as cringy as possible. I don't know what well, he was see, going Well, see, I'm not for. even... When I think of Suicide Squad, the villain, I don't even think that Jared Leto was the villain. I think of that... I can't even remember. Oh, Incubus. Or was it Incubus? The the witch's brother, the one that they fight at the end, like the very end of the movie. You don't... <laughs> that's how forgettable and bad I, I, they are. I remember the witch. Yeah, her brother was... Like the one that was causing all the the craziness. I don't remember him. Yeah, see? Yeah. And they they always design their villains though, like physically in the dumbest ways. Like with uh with the fucking incubus or whatever his name right. is in Suicide Squad, they're always so big 
and you can't really tell like with their facial expressions and everything. Mm -hmm. And then with, uh, what's justice league, Stefan Wolf. Oh yeah. They always got this weird design to them. And then in the first wonder woman, Aries, like they, they just look odd where when you look at something like Marvel, with Thanos, who's an all CG character, right? He looks fantastic, right? And you you believe like him? They, they literally hired out an entire VFX production house, yeah. and that was their job. And they was put, Thanos. They put so much detail into him that you believe him. Like he, the right. sadness in his face whenever he kills uh, Gamora. Gamora. Right? Yeah, it, it's just so much. It, it's that coupled with the bad writing that right. kills these DC movies. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, and made me think of that meme that I saw. They're like, yeah, I don't like the DC movies. They're too dark. <laughs> well, well, Marvel movies have, have killed this person. He's like, no, no, no. Like they're physically yeah, too dark. I can't fucking, see shit. <laughs> uh, Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, dude. Zack Snyder. Jesus Christ. Which the he, Snyder cut. The Snyder cut that he's been, pr- that he's been, um, pumping up for what two years now yeah and three plus hours yeah, long almost, no i think it's I think, four i was gonna say i think it's like almost yeah. four hours long i am not watching that Dude. now me let's put it this way i love i'm one of that you know like i said in the beginning i'm one of the ones that i absolutely loved justice league don't ask me to critique that movie because that's my one of my guilty pleasures i absolutely love that movie but you're never gonna watch it again I used to watch it, but you're never like gonna nightly. After today, you're never gonna watch it again. You know why? Why? Amber Heard. She, Was she in that yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's another thing. Why was she in that Those one? Those movies are so fucking out of order. Well, because in no. Aquaman, this is an Aquaman podcast, but this goes into DC's bad writing. Right. Where in Justice League, which came before Aquaman, mm-hmm. like in the chronological order, it comes before Aquaman. Yeah. Fucking Jason Momoa and Amber Heard already know each other. Oh, you're Steppenwolf right. comes and gets the piece That's of the right. God stone or whatever. Right, because he comes because he comes back and she says, oh, uh, you finally came back or something yeah, like that. but... Aquaman and Aquaman, they don't fucking know each other until they're introduced by Willem Dafoe. Oh my god! Yeah, those movies are just—they oh don't know what my they're doing. God, that's almost as bad as the last Star Wars trilogy. No, nah, man, they're great. Well, that's one of our upcoming episodes. I will say this about those: Ryan Johnson gets way too much hate for the the, the last Jedi. One? Yeah. Wait, was it the second one? Yeah, Last yeah, Jedi. Yeah, because he did, because Abrams did the first and the third <clears throat> one. Yeah. But Overrated. Anyway, um, well, I mean, the first one was literally a regurgitation. Yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, I was going to touch on the cameras, but I don't even care. They <laughs> shot on film, which is commendable. Mm, it definitely I, looked film. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, <laughs> They shot on an Ariflex 235, a 435. They used uh, Panavision Millennium XL2s for their uh, for their backup and well, their B cams and their second units. And they did shoot on IMAX, um, which 
doesn't fucking matter right Ryan now. Doesn't what, and it just goes to show you that they wrapped, they wrapped yeah. before the pandemic. Because if they had known, like, oh, we're in the middle of a pandemic, I would say, uh, guess what? IMAX, you can keep those bad boys at home because yeah. <laughs> that's where everybody's going to be watching this at home. But, um, yeah, so here it is. Zero out of ten, Rowdy. Let's hear it. You're giving it a zero out of ten? Well, on a scale, oh, on a I scale was of zero, say, that's a little fucking harsh, no, right? no scale, no. Because I still, I'm still like a like superhero movie fanboy. <sighs> Let's see. I would say if I had to give it a score, I would say it's a solid five. Very mediocre. Yeah. Um. Maybe a four. I'll go with a four. I'm changing it to a four. I was gonna say like for me, I'd I'd have to give it a four and a half, just because like everything that we talked about. Like I said, it's just bad writing, a plot that was, in my opinion, all over the place, and like it just. There's no way that it would devolve that would have devolved as bad as it did, as quickly as it did, and then be able to just say, Oh, I renounced my wish. Yeah. And then she literally talked her way out of it. There was no like epic battle. He didn't he didn't like wish for like to be God or something. Like, what if that's the whole thing was like if he if he would have wished to be Ares and then Ares, that was how Ares came back. No. That was like his whole I would have loved that. And then they just had another big battle like they did in the first movie. I would not have been mad at that. In all honesty, that would have I don't think it would have saved the movie for me, but it would have gave it some higher marks. I wonder if after everybody renounced their wish, if they remember everything that everything happened. Everything that they did. They better. Cause then nobody would have learned a lesson. Yeah. What's your uh what was your favorite scene in the movie? If I had to pick one, I would just have to go with the stereotypical one where they're chasing down the the convoy. Oh, on the the highway scene. Yeah, on the highway. I'm going to go with the diner scene. I don't know if you remember it with the two people arguing. And the, oh, the waitress is like, it was I a, wish your con would go back to no, where you're from. De- it was a deli. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he was yelling at the lady behind the counter. Yeah, and she was like, I wish you'd go back to where you're from. Well, I'd wish you'd drop dead. <laughs> she drops dead of a heart attack, and he turns and looks outside, and the police are rounding up all of his neighbors <laughs> all outside. All the Irishmen. I think, because... Yeah. I want to say I looked that up. Like I was like, do Irish people and Scottish people really hate each other that much? And yeah. yeah. Apparently, well, it depends what part of Ireland. Like apparently, like in Northern Ireland and stuff like that, like is really bad. Yeah. And then in Scotland, it's kind of the same thing. I don't know about North or South or whatever, but there's definitely like patches of Scotland where though they can tell that you're speaking Irish and yeah. they're like, get out, <laughs> you can get out, but. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, um, in all honesty, even like this podcast is wrapping up to be about, I don't know, about 40 minutes long. I would I would rather listen to this two times than watch that movie again. This podcast is 40 minutes too long. 
Well, th- that's what we got to do. That's our job, Rowdy. We got we to gotta take the good with the bad. So um, we appreciate you guys sticking around. Um, let's see. Uh, some more episodes that we have planned is um, we're, we want to touch on the Star Wars Final Trilogy, um, which, I mean, it's been, it's been out, what, a, a, a year now, right? The last one came out a year ago, 2019? That sounds about right. Um, uh, some movies that are coming up that I'm excited about is uh, the new King Kong Godzilla movie that just got showcased. Black or, Widow. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, That's the Black going to Widow. Disney Plus. Um, what else we got coming up? The that new Denzel movie comes out Friday. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Denzel and um, Rami Malek and Jared Leto. Which this will uh, this will be the first film that Jared Leto has done since The Joker, isn't it? I don't know. Well, technically no, because he filmed what you call it, the Mo- Mobius, Morbius, the oh, vampire I for- movie. I forgot about that. Uh, I had no intention of watching that. The Little Things the, is the name of the Denzel movie that comes out Friday. I'm really excited for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I'm always excited for some Denzel action. Denzel, John David Washington. <laughs> so awesome. But All right, guys. Well, that was uh, the second episode of The Movie Boys. I'm Tyler. I'm Rowdy. And we will see you guys next time.